It is amazing sometimes how quickly technology advances. And I'll, I'll explain where I'm coming from here in a second. But, like, we went in just a few short decades from the first flight of an airplane mm-hmm. to the moon. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. Wow. It, it mm-hmm. didn't take long. Mm-hmm. Computers, mm-hmm. It, we went from computers that took up whole rooms that could barely do what your phone can today to your phone. Right. Right. So I started thinking the other day, I saw that AMC is about to release this little mini series on the Blackberry. Hmm. And it made me stop and think for a minute. My first smartphone was a Blackberry mm-hmm. for a while. Blackberries ruled the world. Oh yeah. They were pre iPhone iPhones pretty much, I think, killed the BlackBerry in many ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But my first smart well, here's here's where I started thinking about it. I saw somewhere something about it other than this AMC thing. And then Emily and I have been watching this older television series that some friends of ours sort of turned us on to. And it's old enough to where when they pull out their smartphone, you go, mm-hmm. oh. The BlackBerry <laughs> with it, the it keyboard shows, on it. Yeah. And all, you know. It shows. Isn't it funny, though, just speaking of that, when you see, usually you can tell how things are, are, are dated, you know, hairstyles, you know, clothing. Right. But phones totally yeah. give it away these days. Mm-hmm. Then I started thinking about just the handheld technology thing. And I started thinking, how long have we had these devices that when I was a kid were just science fiction, mm-hmm. which was the uh, initial appeal for me. Mm-hmm. And I, it was pre-2000, and I was sitting with our friend Jim, and as I'm sitting there, he pulls this thing out, and he holds it in his hand, and it's, he pulls this little stylus out, yeah. and he starts making scribbles on the screen. And I thought, what, what is that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was a Palm Pilot. Palm Pilot, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And it, it didn't, you couldn't make calls. You didn't surf the internet with it. No. It was just a device you used to take notes, and maybe it had a calendar. I don't even remember now. Mm-hmm. It had its own uh, sort of shorthand mm-hmm. that you could use. Yep. And I, I got one of those probably a year later and started using it. And then, you know, it was from there to a cell phone, to a BlackBerry, to the, the iPhone, iPhone today. Right. And I thought, how long ago was that? The Palm Pilot came out in 1997. March 10th, to be exact, because as you're talking, I you're was Googling, Googling yeah. here. Yes, I was just curious. I didn't know where you were going, but I yeah. was curious. March 10th, 1997, yeah. So from 1997, the Palm Pilot, which you could just scribble notes and, and keep a calendar on, to 2023, we have a computer that we hold in our hands yes. that connects mm-hmm. us to the Internet and everywhere else. Less than 30 years and not only do we have that, but it's it's changed it's changed the world in significant ways. Some mm-hmm. for the better, some, some for the worse. Not for the better. Yeah, right. it's just yeah. 
the the social media aspect of the whole thing has its pluses and minuses. We've talked about that. The, the expectations yeah. of constant, right. immediate communication. The and connectedness has been good and bad on many levels. The fact that Carmen can pick up her phone and look and find out where her girls are halfway <laughs> around right. the world right now is crazy. Is amazing. It used to take yeah. sophisticated governments to do that kind of sure. traffic, yeah. tracking. Yep. And yep. now moms are tracking their kids all over the place. <laughs> Dave, you were talking about the Palm Pilot a couple of minutes ago, mm-hmm. and I don't remember when this statement was made. It was several years ago, but that's when, and I'm about to tell you the statement. Um, and then I just did a quick Google search to see if I was remembering correctly, if my memory was right, as mm-hmm. Phoebe used to say years ago. Um, but I can remember when someone made the statement that the iPhone that you hold in your hand is more powerful than the technology and the computers that it took or takes to take the space shuttle to space. They said that mm-hmm. years ago. And I'm like, wait, what? This has more computing power oh, and yeah. is faster than the space shuttle? Are you kidding me? And that's when I was like, whoa, this iPhone is amazing. So I did a quick uh, Google search and here's the first couple of things. Here's what I asked. I said, is there more technology in your iPhone than the space shuttle? So a couple of things came up. Um, uh, Apple, uh, does iPhone have more computing power than the space shuttle? Apple does not advertise the processing speed, but others have calculated it. This means that the iPhone in your pocket has over 100,000 times the processing power of the computer that landed man on the moon yeah. 50 yeah. years ago. Okay, here's the next one. Put simply, this is another, there's several, you know, how it comes out with different, you know. Sure. It's not part of the same story, I guess is what I'm saying. Put simply, the iPhone 6, so this is going back to iPhone 6, iPhone 6 clock is 32,600 times faster than the best Apollo era computers and could perform instructions 120 million times faster. (laughs) Yeah. You wouldn't be wrong in saying an iPhone could be used to guide a hundred and twenty million. I mean, that's a lot of zeros. Apollo era spacecraft to the moon all at the same time. Now, the interesting and then it just thing. goes on and on. Sm- yeah. Space shuttle versus smartphones. And they just all say it's your iPhone. It's your iPhone. It's your iPhone. And these date back from 2018, you know, articles up to, you know. Yeah, it's 20- been smarter than those computers for a while. That computer yeah. that that landed man on the moon. Yeah. Was. Well, let's just put it this way. It was having problems getting them landed on the moon. And the mm-hmm. alarm that kept going off mm-hmm. yeah. was basically an alarm that was saying that the computer on board was uh-huh. getting more information that it could handle at the time. Ooh, uh, you don't want that when you're... Yeah, no. You don't want to see the spinning wheel, (laughs) which is basically what it was doing. They kept clearing the alarm, and the alarm kept coming up, and Uh they were, you know, they kept it on the DL because, Uh you know, the nation was watching, right? And they didn't want to freak everybody out. But that was the alarm. the The computer was going, "I can't handle this." Yeah. Uh huh. Now, the other way to look at that is if we can get. A man landed on the moon without uh-huh. computers. You might could survive a day without your iPhone. Just saying. That's true. Bill, let's true. not get crazy. Got a question for Dave and Carmen. Can you guys mm. think of anybody in your early life, maybe, who was a positive influence such that 
my bringing it up, you can remember something about that sitting here right now being put on the spot. <laughs> uh, s- several, actually. Mm-hmm. Same. Dave, you go. Uh, okay. Um, there was a guy named Jim Brown who was almost like a, se- a third grandfather to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of different teachers in different areas. Uh, one, Larry Causey. Another one was uh, Miss Henderson. Mm-hmm. Um, Miss Malone, and then a couple of people at church, including the volunteer fire chief from Baker, Louisiana, Whoa. Goose Carroll, who played softball with my dad and was one of my bosses for a little while. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Carmen, mm-hmm. what about you? I, I mean, I, if I sat and thought about a list, I could, but when you asked the question, the very first person that came to mind was my cousin, Carol, and y'all, y'all have heard me talk about mm-hmm. Carol. I love Carol. Carol was just... When I met her, when she married my cousin, Tim, I was probably seven, eight, nine years old. She was older. You know, she's in her early 20s. And I just looked up to her. I thought she's absolutely beautiful. Mama and Papa, you know, took me to their wedding. And I just felt like she was Princess Diana. But the thing about Carol is just Carol, Carol just was, first of all, one of the most grateful people I've ever met. You could bring her weeds and she'd be like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Let me get a vase. You know, just so, so grateful for everything. Always, always, you know, she's been through cancer, which she's, mm. she's good now, but she's just always positive yeah. and just always, and loves Jesus so much. But I just remember looking up to Carol and saying, I want to be like Carol when I grow up. There I you just go. really looked up to her. That's kind of where I'm headed because my, my, I could answer with some people in the same categories as you guys are talking about, but my dad gave me a gift. I must have been, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was reading an article today that it takes, um, pe- most people have to try to quit smoking 30 times before it sticks. <laughs> mm-hmm. My dad quit cold turkey. And mm-hmm. this is, he'd probably been smoking for since a teenager because that was, that was the thing. Cigarettes were just the thing. And he just it got to a point, again, I'm probably 12, 13 years old, where he said, today's my last day. Mm-hmm. He put it down. He never touched mm-hmm. it again. Wow. And I watched that and it just made such a deep impression on me because of that example that he set. It said to me, hey, if there's something in your life that's destructive mm-hmm. and you have an option to make a choice, walk away from it and not let it control you. Now, as a Christian, I know there are things in our lives that we need help with that. It's not just a matter of willpower, but that example was so powerful and positive. And I got to thinking about that just a little bit. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing today, you might be an example for someone else and not even know it. Mm, mm, the scripture mm-hmm. says in a couple of different places, example, um, Ephesians 5, 1, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. And it goes on and talks about what that looks like, walking in love, living sacrificially, walking in the ethics and morals of Scripture. Paul, in another place, said, follow my example as I follow Christ. Learn to walk in this way. And he tied that into specific things that are attitudes and practices of what it means to be a follower in Christ. And so there's a couple questions that can help you as you walk out your example and you think about what kind of example am I setting for my children, for the people I work with, maybe for somebody in church who's a new Christian. 
Is there something in your life that God is asking you to stop? You might take some time this weekend and just ask the Lord that question in your devotion time. Is there something in your life the Lord's asking you to start? Mm -hmm. Those two questions can be life-changing for you, and you might have an opportunity because God's placed you in relationships to be a positive example in someone else's life. You were hearing us just a few minutes ago. I just alluded to a, a scripture passage in Ephesians chapter 5, and I wanted to read a little bit before that because this is just so good. Um, this is where Paul is talking about putting on the new self. If you're a Christian, mm-hmm. because of what Christ has done for you, you're a new creation. And there is a new self that you can not only that you are becoming, but that you put on, that you there's an intentionality to it. There is a part that you play. It's all the power and the work of the Spirit, but you get to cooperate with this part. The salvation part, God, God takes care of that himself. He's you're he's too big for that. You you just are like the dry ground that drinks in the rain. That's faith. But as far as living this Christian life goes, in the power of the Spirit, we have some things that we are called to do. And this passage just gives us really good, just like a concentrated dose of walking out the new life in Christ. Check this out. It's in Ephesians 4, starting at verse 25. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is as good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. That's what he says right before he says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. What's the passage? What's the passage? It's Ephesians 4, Ephesians. starting at verse 25 to the end of, mm. of chapter 4. Mm. Just mm. such good, good, good stuff. So the girls are on their European vacation. Again, they've been planning for this, saving for it all year long there in Paris. And you guys, you'll have to get, actually go to my Insta story. And so one of the things that I tell my girls all the time, I'm always like, be safe. Right. Don't go out late at night. Make sure you lock the doors. Be aware of your surroundings. So they get to their Airbnb in Paris, and they're, they're going to be there for a couple of nights. They're going to to uh, Disney Disneyland Paris. I don't know if it's Disney World, Disneyland Paris. But you have to go see the video that... Abby sent to me, I'll actually send this video to Hitch yeah. to post. I saw but, this video. Oh, you saw. Okay, did, well then yeah. you describe it. You describe it. Well, she's <laughs> making sure to lock the door. Uh-huh. All, what, four, five four. locks? A <laughs> couple of deadbolts. Oh. There's, there's one kind of the typical bar thing that you would see at a hotel. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're all there. They're there. Yeah. She's like, so it's funny. She goes, Mom, she goes, I just want you to know we're safe. She goes, this door 
and it's all in the video. Again, we'll put it at themorningcruise.com. It's all, uh, you know, she's showing the door and she's like, it's not one. It's not two. It's not three. It's not four. There are four locks on this on this door. She Mama goes, trained her right. That's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. She knows my love language. Yeah. She sent that to me. It made me feel great. But what was so funny is I ended up posting it to my Insta story. And then she DM'd me and she's like, will you let everybody know I just ran up a bunch of flights of steps. That's why I was out of breath, which I didn't even pick up on that, that she was out of breath. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing, this is such how moms are. It's like, okay, you took care of one of our fears. Mm-hmm. But then you know what I laid up? thinking about the other night as I'm thinking about all four of those locks. I'm curious if it's what I'm thinking. It's like, oh, my word, what if there's a fire? Oh, no, dear. that is not what I what was What if thinking. there's a fire and now they've got four locks to try to get out of all of them? <laughs> should so should just, I tell you what I was thinking? I don't know. I don't know. Why does that door need four locks? Yeah, yeah exactly. Where are they? Where are they? Right. Yes, stop, don't. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, they've had a wonderful trip so far. They have. And they have a few other things to do before yeah. they're going to be home. So You know, they were at their Airbnb, and it's along the, the, the river there, kind of like a river walk. And uh, Abby sent a pic, uh, video the other day, and that you can literally see them. While it's starting to be dusk. Mm-hmm. And in the distance, you can see the Eiffel Tower. Oh, wow. And Abby actually got even a little teary just seeing it because it's just like twinkling you know mm-hmm. so i am i'm so i'm so tickled for them and um that they're getting to experience all this but yes i will be ready for them to be home in a week or so for sure since you brought up your girls in paris and we did i did watch mm-hmm. that video mm-hmm. <laughs> those locks on the yes, door yep. uh they, they were fine there are they yeah they were and they're they got a couple more stops before they're home but mm-hmm. girls their age and kids their age my kids are all you know same age yeah and they're renting, mm-hmm. and it's it's tough to buy your first house these days. Mm-hmm. And I was there was a Wall Street Journal article that kind of quantified that for me. Yeah. I think it came out about a week ago, and I just printed it and hung on to it because basically the the cost of buying a home is fifty two percent higher than the average apartment rent right now. So Crazy. that puts some numbers, yeah. some yeah. tangible numbers mm-hmm. on, which it. is why a lot of people in their girls yes, age yeah. range are taking the dream trips now rather that, than because they can't buy a house right that is literally what i was about to say at, at the end of this conversation is which we can talk about it we can come back and talk about it but the, you're on to something dave yeah. and more and more folks are talking about that very and it's thing different than when i my yep. first house buying the house was cheaper than the apartment rent mm-hmm. i was paying. well yeah yeah if you look at that back uh three even just three years ago mm-hmm. um the 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 mortgage rates now are about sixty percent higher than they were about three years ago. Uh, inflation has caused apartment rents to be twenty two percent higher, mm-hmm. but twenty two percent is a lot lower than sixty percent. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's just really out of reach for yeah. a lot of kids. Yeah, and my kids is. say to me, "Dad, I don't know that we're going to be able to buy a house." I'm like, "Well, hang on." Yeah, that's what we keep saying too. Rent a little longer. And it, it stinks because, you know, they're they're making they're all making decent money for their ages. Right. But between the interest rates and just and, and for the housing costs, the housing costs. And then you've got about half a dozen states that everyone's migrating to. Georgia and Florida are two of those states. Right. And even though property has gotten so expensive here, comparatively, you have people coming from New York, California, some of the places that they're coming from. This is still super inexpensive yes. comparatively. But what's so sad is, I mean, there used to be, con- you could buy condos for 85000 or townhouses for 120 or 130 Forget about it. I mean, yeah. Pete was talking the other day 
And he was talking about he was working with a first time home buyer, and you know, he mentioned the the the, the price range that there just wasn't a lot of inventory in this price range. And when he said the number, I was like, wait, that's the price range for first time home buyers now. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I, you know, I'm. I'm concerned about this, obviously. Yeah, sure. And want to see my kids be able to buy a home. Us we too. all do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know it's what tough. to tell them, except just just hang on. And ultimately, our hope is beyond the material things sure, in this life. Course. We know that, but we all want our kids to do as well or better. Yeah. And it just it's just human nature. Yeah, and to bring it back full circle to what Dave was talking about, and I don't even know if you were in the room the other day. It was Steve. It was Haley. It was Candace. Me. You might have been in the room, mm-hmm. Dave. And that's what I think it was Candace that were talking. She was talking about it is because this generation can't afford to buy homes. What they're doing is they're doing things that they can do that are probably a little um, bucket listy. Yeah, right. yeah. because Rather they than can't putting aside money for, for a, down a house. Payment, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just spending it on a trip. Yep, and and like I said, the girls they decided this in March. And, you know, Haley even said that she set up an account, her Europe account, and then she would just put money over, you right. know, and she, and she lives with two other girls, mm-hmm. you know, so she lives very inexpensively. Right. Abby has two other roommates as well. So. I guess the only thing I could say from a dad standpoint, if my kids were in this conversation right now is don't neglect your savings yeah, to do that. Sure. Can, yeah. can, and my kids are pretty good about their buckets mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and where they put certain savings. So that's about the best you can do as we hope for some adjustments more favorable to first-time homebuyers. So I saw something the other day Y'all. that I have a feeling that you're going to want to hear. Okay. This came to me. I, I got a, an email from one of our friends at the record company that deals with For King and Country. Okay. We've heard their song for a while now. What are we waiting for? It went to number one. Mm-hmm. And we thought, okay, well, that was good. That was a good run for that song. Mm-hmm. That's not bad at all. Then they hooked up with CC Wines. <gasps> Ooh! And did the song again. Wow. And you have it? I happen to <gasps> have it. Ooh! I love they me some CC. What was the song that they did with? They did that with Jordan Sparks. And it was, I liked it a lot. But this. Uh, well, with CC Jordan, Wines. they did a song and she was just part of the song. Okay. So that wasn't like. And then a- with Dolly, they did a song and she was just part of yeah. the song. But yeah. this is a song that was done, released. Yeah. Out there. Number one. Now we redo it again with CC. Right. So it's a little different. Uh, Love Me Like I Am was the song that they did with, uh, with, George, with Jordan, Jordan Sparks. Sparks. Yeah, and she's yeah. part of the video. Yeah. If you go to their tour, they've got her on the video screen singing her mm-hmm, part. So mm-hmm. that was all planned um, ahead. Do you think they're trying to get another number one? I don't think they're going to get it back to number song. one. <laughs> I do think they are trying to extend the life of it. I don't think they're trying to get it back to number one. Well, but. You- you, yeah. you, they might not have a choice. <laughs> if you put CC on a song, yeah, it just might go might right back up there. the charts right, again. Let's well, let's just it. hear it. Yep. What are we waiting for? So there you go. C.C. Uh, Winans mixed in with your For King and Country. She takes uh, the second verse. Mm-hmm. That's just a good song. It's just a little a, high harmonies. Mm. Here's what it reminds me of. Mm. Years ago, um, there's a, a guitar player named Phil Keggy, mm. one of the best guitar players in the world. Mm-hmm. I had heard 
and then I witnessed it because I was at a dinner with Phil. He carries in his backpack everywhere he goes hmm. a small thing of cayenne pepper. Hmm. He puts it on everything. <laughs> and I asked him about it, especially after I saw him take a piece of carrot cake. Somebody at the table joked with Phil, I hear you put this on everything. Would you put it on that carrot cake? And he just got a look on his face and said, hmm, wonder what that would be like. <laughs> and sprinkled a little cayenne pepper on the carrot cake and ate it and loved it. <laughs> and here's what he said about the cayenne pepper. It doesn't have a lot of flavor necessarily on its own. It's not a flavor that you would just want to, you know, take a teaspoon of cayenne pepper. But he said it elevates everything. It enhances other flavors. C.C. Winans in this song is just a little cayenne pepper. <laughs> Enhances it. She's just there to enhance the song. But it's we're, not overpowering. Sure. But she herself the, is fire. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, where the analogy doesn't hold up right. is that she has a lot of flavor, man. When she's singing her songs and she yes. can belt them out, man. Mm -hmm. She, uh, But yeah, she does enhance that yeah. song. In she this yeah. case, yeah. she's just there to enhance yes. what's already there. Yeah. yeah. Dave, over or under? Uh, over. Carmen, over or under? Are you talking about toilet paper? Yes. Over. Okay, we're three for three. Over. You'll use less, by the way. They've proven that. Who proved that? It, it's whoever they are who do these studies that really? you use. Yes, you use less toilet paper if you do over. I mean, I, I talked about this years ago when I was on the country station. Okay. <laughs> where, so that tells you how long ago, <laughs> that you just yank more uh -huh. when it's under. Okay. Are you married to an over or oh, an under We're person? firmly, we are equally yoked. Okay. Yes, we are an over family. There is yes. someone here in this building, by the way. Who is an under. Who is an under. Yes. Well, there's then there's a, a male and a female because I went to the bathroom the other day, the mm -hmm. girl bathroom here. Mm -hmm. and, it, and I'm like, I want to know, I kind of wanted to go around and interview and say, who just put this who just right, put this on? Right. Which, first of all, I was fascinated that anyone did because I thought I was the only one that had that skill set in this building. I I thought the same for a number of years in the <laughs> men's room, the men's, yeah. but apparently there is someone, and they are they are an under, yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. To an over. All right, Bill. Okay, so Back I do your have story. the I have the answer to who they are. Okay, uh, a guy named uh, Seth Wheeler huh. patented the perforated wrapping paper company. He was, That was his Albany Perforated Wrapping Paper Company in uh, 1877. But way back in 1891, he got a patent for the now ubiquitous um, holder for toilet paper hmm. to put the roll on. And he made diagrams of how the roll is supposed to hang on hmm. his patented Toilet roll holder, nice. and yeah. there are the diagrams. We'll see. And it's, it shows it. It's over. Yeah, he's over. over. There yep. you go. Mm -hmm. It's over. It is over. So, so now I do understand. This for a long time, though. There are people who have, there's an exception, and in case you're yelling at the radio right now, mm -hmm. if you have cats, I get it. Because well, I have some kids with cats. Oh, and you say you have to do yeah. it the other way. If you have cats, that's the first thing you did wrong. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> Dave. Okay, Pastor Aaron. I mean, Dave. Right. Lord have mercy. So, yeah. So, if you have cats, they'll get up there with their paws and roll that thing. And if it's over, it's going to all be on the floor. But if it's under, it'll be okay. Sure. But uh, Kimberly and I are both over people. Mm -hmm. um, so, there's a Don't lot you of think harmony. think most people are? 70% actually yeah, of wipers yeah. prefer wipers. the over. <laughs> are there non-wipers? Because <laughs> <are, are>, <laughs> I 
I'm not sure I want to know them. I don't know. I w- it's a new question we get to ask before we shake hands. Uh, my name's Carmen. I am a wiper. If you miss, if you miss the last break, that means oh nothing. That means nothing to you. To <laughs> I feel like we need to start introducing ourselves like that. I'm still cracking up. Okay, <laughs> talking about toilet paper, but going a different direction. You know how when you're raised with your parents, like my mom always used whisk. So I started using whisk sure, yeah. until they until they discontinued it. She always bought palm olive dish soap. So I bought palm olive for the longest time. So my girls, one of the I won't say one of the issues that they have with me, I, I have always bought Scott tissue. Yes. And I guess they're by the way, uh-huh. eighteen seventy three yeah. was the year they patented that. Two years after uh, Sam Wheeler became the founder, the founding father of toilet paper. Okay. So they go back a long Thank way. Thank you, Sam Wheeler. Like, mm-hmm. we really appreciate you. Yes, we do. So I I have just always done Scott tissue. I don't know why. That's just what I buy. That's what I like. Um, we like it, too. I like Scott tissue. Yeah. My girls both rail against me. They're like, they they will not have anything to do with Scott tissue. Really? No. They think that they want Charmin. They want Cloud, whatever the, what is it called? Um, this is not my area. Oh, of Cottonelle. Cottonelle. There's Cottonelle, but there's we, a Cloud We use Cottonelle one. or Scott, either we want to. But, but there's two different Scots, because even Emily has texted me about this, Dave, where there's a, there's a thicker, softer Scott. I'm sure she knows. But I <laughs> but I just do the legit Scott in the blue writing. It's great on your pipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> I'm plum- less worried about my pipes. <laughs> your plumbing, your your physical mm-hmm. never mind. Y'all know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. good on the plumbers like for you to use that. Right. It, it's good. So biodegradable, all good stuff. This, these these past I'm two just, conversations have just literally gone down the toilet. No I'm, I'm, I'm glad the plumbers like it. They do. Um, yeah, they it's do. It's not the pipes I'm worried about. It's another part. Of the <laughs> plumber, a plumber. That mm-hmm, yes, yes. It's more okay. concerning for me. Point being, my girls, they're like, Mom, that is, and I, I, I don't know. It's just always worked fine for me, but mm-hmm. they feel like it is not soft enough. So really? I've learned there's got Bill. Uh, picture Scott. Are we yeah, picturing yeah. the same kind of Scott? Yes, yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, because it's got paper it's, thin. Yeah, it, Very it is, thin. but it's it's strong too. It's, yeah, it's, I guess it's strong. Yeah, but they want that. But it's now, not harsh. No, but I'm talking about thickness. Right. So now think about like a quilted, Charmin, northern, northern, northern that yeah. kind. There, yeah. but to me, I have bought those maybe once or twice. You go through those rolls. You do. I feel like Scott lasts forever. You mm-hmm. go through those. Softer rolls. I mean, if that's like, that's two days for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, so anyway, I just didn't know. That's just one thing that they have so been resistant right. to their mother. It's like, yeah. no, we are not carrying on the Scott tradition at all. Well, so I guess we have spilled the tea on the TP today. <laughs> I guess for so. what it's worth. We've really analyzed right. the toilet paper. But uh, we just want your pipes, all your pipes to be. <laughs> that's right. In 10 minutes, we'll Good. move on to bidets. <laughs> I've got uh, I got two stories over here. It's like there's a good news story, and there's a bad news story. Mm, we don't want bad news. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do them both. So, oh. which do you want first, the good well, news or the bad news? Get the bad out of the way. All right, That's good. Me too. Here we go mm-hmm. then. This is actually a guy. This is actually it's sort hmm. of a bad news story, but not for us. Hmm. It's really more bad news for this guy. 
His name is Shannon Sexton. He's 53. He lives in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And it's almost more than just a bad news story, a case of what were you thinking? And I'm thinking that what he might have been thinking was, well, maybe if I try it this way. Mm, Okay. So he's a convicted bank robber. (laughs) What was he thinking? So was he out well, he, he'd he's served out time. on parole. Okay. Out on parole. And he'd been out on parole for about six months when he walked into a bank, well, technically a credit union, in Detroit, handed the teller a note demanding cash. Mm-hmm. So this is where that. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. it, what what was going through his mind? Was right. he just thinking, okay, so last time I got caught, but what if I try it this way? <laughs> or, you know what, mm-hmm. what if it's a credit union instead of a mm-hmm. bank? I mean, what are you thinking <laughs> When you're out on parole for mm-hmm. bank robbery, mm-hmm. going in to try it a different way. Yeah. Doesn't work. It, it's just, this was just a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So he's back in jail. Mm. He was arrested less than 24 hours after he passed the note. I don't know how much money he did or did not receive, but he was arrested again. And now he's back in jail on a million dollar bond. Ooh. And I'm pretty sure he didn't get a million dollars from the bank. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to be paying that bond anytime the money soon. money that he took. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, mm. if you're out yeah. on charges for bank robbery. Yes. Mm. And then here's the who thing. Who goes back to rob a bank again? Right. Mm-hmm. That, and that just tells you there has to be, I don't know, it just, you almost want to. Make him almost, take an IQ test? Yeah, honestly, because it's one of those things where if you're a convicted bank robber and you're out on parole, that to me. It's like, okay, I'm getting a second chance at life. Yes. Because most, I don't know, right. how I, I feel like most bank robbers probably don't have that chance. It's like you're going to just blow blow it. Right. I don't know. It's, it's just, sad, really. It is sad. What could he possibly have been thinking? Well, yeah. maybe if I try it this way. Yeah. Or, <clears throat> I, I don't know, what, mm. what possibly goes through a guy's mind to rob a bank a second time when he's out on parole? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they won't think it's me. Yeah. Because who's going to think I would do this again? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe so. Well, to be charitable, you want to believe that there's there's definitely something going on there. Yeah. But at the same time, he he he's he's back where he needs to be because if if you're going to be that brazen to go back and do it again, you just you don't he could end up hurting somebody. So that's the bad news story. Do you have a good news story? I do have a good news story. We'll tell that one. Just telling you about the bank robber out on parole who decided to rob another bank and ended up back in jail. That was my bad news story. Mm-hmm. And part of that story was, what was he thinking? Well, my good news story also involves a little bit of, what were you thinking? But in a different way. What makes it a good news story is the results of the story. What makes you think, what were you thinking, is where I'll start the story. New York woman left a bag on a train in New York. In the bag, $12,000 in cash. Oof. That's my, what were you thinking? This is basically somebody's life savings. What, what okay. are you doing carrying around a bag or a backpack with your life savings in it? Yeah, I, I left $300 in a suitcase on my honeymoon. That's another story for another day, but 12 Thousand thousand dollars in cash, and then leave it on the train. I, I could see you know setting down your phone, setting down a book, forgetting about it because you get to talking to somebody or whatever, and you get up and you forget your phone. 
if you're carrying $12,000 in cash, I'm pretty sure you're not going to walk off the train and forget, oh, what about that bag of cash I had with me? (laughs) I mean, it's going to be attached to me. Mm -hmm. It's not leaving Mm -hmm. my side. So she, the good news part is coming. So she leaves the 12,000 in cash on the train. She boards the train, Long Island Railroad, has her savings stuffed in the backpack. She transfers to a different train, realizes that she's left her backpack full of Literally cash. has to be the worst feeling in the world. A train conductor mm. found the backpack, mm. and she was able to get it back without a single dollar missing. So the good news is she got a very honest person found conductor mm-hmm. found the bag mm-hmm. and was able to get the bag back to her. Transit workers made sure she recovered the money, and they actually were honored in a ceremony a couple of weeks Aww. ago, having been so been honest. the Good Samaritans. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah. $12,000. The closest thing that we can come to, the three of us, for something like this, do you remember years ago when the tornadoes came through Alabama? Yeah. And we were flying to Alabama to go do kind of the benefit concert. Yes. Jason Roy was coming, building 429, Mike's chair at the time. But we had done a gift card collection, and we had, I want it, it was thousands and thousands, thousands of and thousands. of gift cards. I mean, I was Thousand. nervous that we wouldn't get through security. Seriously, I thought security's going to pull us over just to wonder why in the world we have so well, many gift cards. Yes, mm-hmm. and I had them in a Vera Bradley bag. <laughs> and, I yep. mean, we were watching that bag. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we had all of us, ha- I don't know if I made y'all carry the Vera Bradley bag. I think bag. everybody at least. I, yeah, had, maybe for yeah. a little bit. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I can just remember it, that was attached to us. Yes. At least one of us at all yeah. times with all those gift cards. But it's, it was, and we had, that's the closest we were coming. I mean, pairs like of eyes on that bag. Yeah. All I all mean, times. first of all, yeah. I'm not going to go to the bank and withdraw my entire life savings and put it in a backpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if, for whatever reason, I did, the last thing I'm going to do is... Mm-hmm leave it tucked under the seat on my train. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing there was an honest conductor and some yep. honest crew, and that does make you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah. Bill's big word of the day. Vicissitude is the big word of the day today. I'm going to use the plural form, but it's got two S's in the middle of it and only one C. Remember that if you're spelling vicissitude, it is a change or variation that occurs in the course of something. The alteration, interchange of phases or conditions, change, mutations, ups and downs, variations. That's vicissitude or vicissitudes. Here we'll use it in a sentence today. You learned about the vicissitudes of technology, mortgages, and ill-gotten gains versus honesty. Yet our security remains in the one who is unchanging. That's the big word of the day today, vicissitudes. This is the morning.